It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Andre Feely, welcome to the show. I have a lot of questions about music, about your career, lots of stuff. But first thing I got to know, are you the world's first and only emo UFC fighter? A hundred percent. Big, like major big time. There's no one even, there's not even a close second. There's got, there's, there's hardcore UFC fighters. Yeah. There, there's a metalhead UFC fighters for sure. I think you'd be hard pressed to find a dude that loves Midwest emo and second wave emo and like real emo as much as I do. That's also willing to punch you right in the mouth. And it's, it's a hard place to be, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> the hard place to be because I love, I genuinely love emo, but, but like, especially as I've gotten older, like it's the same thing with music or comic books or whatever. Like, like I'm too much of a nerd to hate, like, like all my friends who fight are like, why are you into that stupid <laughs> shit? And then all, and then like, it's like all my friends I grew up fighting with are like, why are you spending money on comic books? Like that shit's fucking lame. Like, like right. why? Why are you watching? Why are you watching the X Men cartoon from the '90s? Put some boxing on or something, and then like <laughs> then. But then like when I go to a comic book shop to spend money, like my hard earned money on stuff that makes me happy, because of the way I look, the guys at the comic book shop like won't even address me when I walk. So I'm right. just like, I'm like too much of a nerd for the jocks and too much of a jock for the nerds, and like that's that emo emo and everything else that I'm really love doing and like really enjoy in life, kind of fits into that. Like I. I love emo, but then I also will randomly listen to it and be like, I wouldn't want to hang out with the guy who made this song. Like I might like, I'm like, I'm sad. I'm sad. And like, and like have thoughts about self harm. But then like, I also get up and like work out and eat healthy and like can talk to girls and stuff, you know, like you have touched a boob. I have touched boobs. Like I've touched a couple, like I've been able what, to touch more than one. Yeah. Like, well, there's What's two that like, it's tough. It's tough to describe. I know it's hard for like a lot of your fan base, but girls actually have two. Like, there's two for every girl. There's two boobs, and oh. if, yeah, if you can get a girl to like you enough to take her shirt off, um, uh-huh. and they'll let you touch both of them, or do you have to yeah, pick like, one, or you, how does that work? Usually, you have a favorite, but you got to show love okay. to both because you don't you don't want it to get weird and just like only focus on one. You but you always right, have okay, and that that's the thing. The older you get, the more you know. You're like fuck. I love this band. But then after like five or six songs or like after you listen to the wrong interview of a guy from the band, right. you're like, you're like, oh, like what a fucking nerd. Yeah. You're like, this guy, this guy sucks. Yeah. He's like, he's not being ironic. He's literally right. just, he's literally just a, a sad, fucking loser. He's just, a, he's just an, a loser from fucking <laughs> from Indiana who like literally cannot talk to a girl if he tried. And like, right. like it, it makes me feel it, everything that, and that we're talking about right now is like a weird contradiction or like juxtaposition of like, I love emo, but then like sometimes I look at myself in the mirror and be like, dude, play some fucking, like, like put on some Chief Keef and go fuck fist fight, you know, like enough, right. dude. Like shut up or like, or like, yeah, I don't know. That That's always been the balance for me is like finding, finding 
music that I love that's like sad or or deep or or fucking weird and ugly or whatever. Like these things I really like I'm drawn to, but then also kind of like finding the balance of like, all right, but it, it really actually isn't cool to just be like a sad dude in your mom's basement who like is an actual loser and can't talk to girls. Like you got you have to you have to I, I think I think without like sounding like a fucking poser, you have to kind of take everything with a grain of salt. Like whether, like I listen to the most aggressive hip hop, like my favorite hip hop right now is like all the shit coming out of like Flint and Detroit and like all the, oh, just, all the real, real, real young OG. Like even gnarlier than like Chicago, New York. Cause like Flint is just a wasteland. Yeah. It seems like I've never it's like been fallout. It, it literally seems like it's its own country. It's the, just like right. a lot trading bottle caps for a pistol. <laughs> Yeah, it seems crazy. And really quickly, I also wanted to mention my Patreon. If you like what I do on YouTube and everywhere else, joining my Patreon really helps me do this full time and worry less about videos getting demonetized by YouTube or copyright claimed by labels. Patrons get all my podcasts and main channel videos early. There are members only channels in my Discord that I'm super active in. I also do giveaways. For example, I've been giving away a lot of Emo's Not Dead merch. And you can also have me review your music, artwork, or anything else. All you need to do is join my Patreon at the $10 level, and then every month I do a call for submissions. If you want me to review something, just drop it in the comments of that post, and then I will review it live on Twitch. So if any of that sounds cool to you, hit the link in the description of this video, and I appreciate your support. So like Rio, the young OG, 42 Doug, like all these dudes, I like, I really like love the sound that's coming from Michigan right now. I love the, a lot. Of, I love a lot of like the West Coast Renaissance, like uh, the West Coast revival shit right now. Is like the West Coast got a lot of really cool shit going on. I love just like ignorant, aggressive hip hop. But like, it doesn't mean that you should necessarily like embody everything that those dudes are saying. And I've t and I've known that for a long time, like growing up with hip hop. It, I've had to re I've had to remind myself that with like with a lot of the like bummer punk shit is like right it's, right really cool to like sip a latte in the morning and like listen to fucking modern baseball but like also like i'm going to fucking fist fight people and then like go home and play with my dog and hang out with my girlfriend who's right. really cool like don't get too caught up in that you know like don't it's, get too it's weird that like you're saying I, I feel like everyone kind of understands that with hip-hop is like well yeah i can listen to that that doesn't mean i have to go like join a gang and it's very easy for people to sort of juggle those things but when it comes to like rock it's sort of like people are, it's like oh i have to go all in on this and just be this person like yeah. and check every box right but you don't you don't have to it doesn't have to be your personality you can like something and and again i'm not preaching this uh, this is this is something that i just realized like like a month and a half ago <laughs> like this is not me <laughs> i'm 33 like, years old i just realized <laughs> Yes, exactly. This is not me preaching. Like another great example is like, if you look behind me, I have stacks of comic books. Like just like, this is, this is like one of the fucking three books, two or three bookshelves I have. Like, and something happened. Like I'm, I'm super obsessive compulsive by nature. And if I get into something, I like go all the way in. Right. Part of that, part of that is just me. Like I'm thankful for that because it also like when I started fighting and I fell in love with fighting, it was just like, okay, be the best in the world at it. There was no, yeah. like no plan B, you know, that can be helpful, but you have to always keep yourself in check and be like, be taking like 
a real account of who you are and what direction you're heading. And a lot of these like things that you just like your habits, you always have to be for me, at least I've found you always have to be checking yourself and going like, okay, is this actually productive? Is this actually making me happy? Is this actually leading the direction I want? Because I'm so obsessive compulsive that, you know, six or seven years ago, I got back into comic books. I've always been into comic books. I remember reading Spider-Man with my dad as a kid. Like I, I grew up watching, you know, cartoons and like, the last whatever 15 years every fucking major movie is a comic book movie like right. comic book, such a big part of our culture but like a huge part for me is like actually reading comics like i'm an actual comic book nerd i don't just go to watch the new marvel movie like i i go i'm at the comic book shop every wednesday because that's when new comic books come out and i had to check myself after six or seven years of really collecting and being like and being like man i have this is like turned into a part-time job like, <laughs> right. like i have so much shit to read piling up that it's almost stressing me out this thing is right, supposed to be right. stressing me out it's like it's like am i doing this because i love all the shit i'm buying to read or am i doing this because in my head i'm a comic book guy and i'm a real comic book guy that has a fucking whose office is dedicated to all the comic books he has and i have stacks of things to read and it's not just enough to read the mate the the popular stuff i read the indie stuff and that's like right. And not only is all that true, but then both comic books and music and, and all this other shit that we're all into, they kind of prey on that. So like yeah. comic, books, comic books, for example, it's like, it's like, oh, are you reading this? Well, if you want the full story, you have to read three other things. And they all have variant covers and they all have this. Right. You have to, it's like, and before you know it, you're like, this thing that's supposed to make you happy is like a part-time job that like, you've just added on to the fucking it's like when people talk about with video games like oh my my backlog like this game this game is so boring and it sucks but yeah. i have to platinum it like no you don't you can just stop playing it like if i have I, like i like video games i realized years ago kind of the same thing it's like if it stops being fun i stop playing it even if i'm only halfway through it i'm like cool that was fun dude i'm done that, that dude <laughs> that realization that you just said took me so fucking long to to get like I was such a completionist that I'm like I'm like okay there's five trades there's five books in this series and I'm on book three and it hasn't been fun for me since book one right. and I'm still gonna spend the money and the time that I like I'm gonna die one day but I'm wasting hours reading right. something it's like same thing with video games like video games are even more predatory because they actually give you trophies or achievements. Right. They're like, I have to get that platinum. You, dude, you don't. <laughs> you're like, like there is no award. Like there might be a little digital one, but there is yeah. no real award for watching every 90 Spider-Man cartoon and ranking them all in your head. Just in case you meet another fucking idiot who wasted his life doing that. And you can like, there's no real award for fucking, hundred percenting a game that was designed to take up years of your, like you could play Skyrim for two decades and, yeah. and still have more things to do, especially with all the mods and shit. Like you could read Spider-Man has been around for 75 years. 90% of it is fucking not Filler. worth reading. Yeah. Honest. But like you can, you can spend, you can just fall in these holes. I, I saw something in your video the other day and I think it's actually fucking brilliant where you were like, uh, you were doing like um, a metal tier list. By the way, tier uh -huh. list, 
love it. Love to your tier list. Your your S your king the S tier king of tier list. I love Thank it. Thank you. Uh, I, I nothing 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 makes my commute to to my my I go to a, I drive like an hour and a half a couple times a week and I just fucking put on. I'll be like, you know, should I listen to that audio book about changing my life that I've been listening that I've been no. meaning to do? No, I'm gonna listen to Finn talk about fucking butt rock. The butt rock. <laughs> the bottom of the glade the bottom of the fucking ice butt rock um but now so uh i was listening to you talk about the girlfriend test of like you're like man i got a sentimental value for this but i'm uh-huh. gonna play it to my girlfriend who doesn't who who will just tell me if this is like kind of a dumb lame thing that's not that like right. that this is why you guys listening right now if you're an emo kid or you're a whatever comic book kid or whatever like or even a guy who's like super obsessed with fighting because there's those two like you yep. you can or lifting weights or whatever your thing is that makes you not be good at talking to girls, talk to a girl, multiple girls if you can, but like just to get the experience, yep. but pick one if that's what it comes down to. Cause they'll keep you honest. Like they'll just listen to your stupid nineties metal and go like, dude, this is this not sucks. What, sucks. Like this can't, <laughs> there's no way that this can take up even 1% of your personality. It should be it yeah. should, like, and, and dude, one time I was reading this, this, this clicked for me. Like, Fuck. I don't know. It was like probably, I don't know how long ago it was, but it was like, it, I don't remember exactly how long ago it was, but it was the beginning of chipping away at my completionist compulsion thing. Uh, I was reading something and I was, I was like, and it, again, you gotta, you gotta have a girl for this because it was one of your dumb friends. They'll just encourage you to keep yes. spending one thing. <laughs> but, but like what someone with, uh, without a Y chromosome looked at me. I was like, I was like, yeah, I have to finish this book. And then I got two more and then I'm done. She was like, just stop reading it. Just stop reading it. And like her sense, it's like such, oh. it do, it's such common fucking sense. But <laughs> yeah. her saying that I was like, Oh my God, I could just put this book down. Like there's no word for finishing. Right. No one right. cares. I don't even care. <laughs> right. Like, well, the game gets really good after the first 60 hours. You just got to push through it. Exactly. (laughs) You're like, no one cares. You will put this down and your life will not be better for it. Other than the little fucking pat on the back that you give yourself, which you, which gets less and less because then you just have to get onto the next thing to fit. Like, and, and I think there's like a certain amount of like, I mean, this, 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 this applies to every counterculture thing, whether it's, fucking punk or metal or video games or or fucking being a fucking jujitsu nerd or being a jujitsu nerd or like or whatever collecting any amount of collecting anything or fucking motorcycles you can take anything when you yeah. start you start nerding out on it it becomes like this badge of honor like to be like well yeah like i i, I like the even more obscure thing than that like yeah. i like the more challenging thing like i have the even rarer thing and it's right. like it's like dude, I've done it with comic books. I've done it with fucking video games. I've done it with, I've done it with motorcycles. I've done it with dude. I I watched the entire ten disc set of King of the Cage back in the day, dude. with just the most random like garbage, yeah. fucking yeah. dudes off the street. I watched the, every fucking fight. Yeah, but that's because you're like, a real why? fan. Because you're a real fan. You're not like some fucking <laughs> that's right. casual watching fucking McGregor on a Saturday. You watched. It's just like, dude, it's just like, I don't know what it is, dude. I, I think, I think, I mean, you and I, I think have a lot of similarities, whether it's like 
sense of humor or this type of shit or even even something you said um i watched a video i think i mean fuck it's crazy how time flies i think it was actually the beginning of 2023 it might have even been 2022 but you were talking about it, you took the words out of my mouth where where you said like a lot there's been a lot of times in your life where you realize that you've come across like a dick like a judgmental yeah dick and i dude that is like it took me a long time to realize where like i'll go back and talk to someone and they'll be like oh yeah man like i always thought you were kind of like a judgmental dick who was like cocky and full of himself and like always had some smart ass thing to say and like that is like partially true but it's also like sometimes comes as a surprise to me because i'm like what do you mean like especially then like i fucking hated myself i was like bummed out right. i was just i was just making jokes and, like i just made a joke that i didn't even think twice about and like went about my business and like yeah, I felt really strongly about this, but that's because like I'm fucking borderline autistic and I like attach myself yeah. to like what you probably know, like borderline. <laughs> probably like a little across the board. Yeah, right. Yeah. And this is what I'm saying is like that type of personality trait lends itself, I think, to everything yeah. that we've been talking about. I have it's to learn that like I literally I learned that lesson fifteen years ago. I literally just learned it again last week. Yeah. I made this I made a video like I don't know if you watched it, but I made a video reacting to Nick Nocturnal and I, who is my friend and I love him. Yeah. But I, I like I was basically like, why do I say the same things and nobody listens to me? But for years, Nick says it once and everyone listens to him. Why? And everyone's like, because you're a fucking asshole and Nick is nice. You're fucking and I was dick. like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. probably it, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, maybe because you and said it, it's it. like it sucks. It was like legitimately humbling. Yeah, it was legitimately like I felt like such. I was just like, God damn it! How many fucking times do I have to learn this lesson, dude? Dude, I was mad I at myself. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps—you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Ready for a head-bangingly good time? Dive into the world of heavy metal with the Brutally Delicious podcast. Here, we don't just talk music. We welcome you into our heavy metal family. Join us for candid chats with legends and rising stars. We go beyond the typical interviews, exploring raw emotions and the life-altering impact of heavy metal. So whether you're a diehard metalhead or just curious, join our family and let the headbanging begin with the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Dude, I've been there. I couldn't have said it better, dude. I couldn't have said it better. Like, oh yeah, no, when I said it, no one listened. It's like, it's like, yeah, because you said it as if you were like disgusted by all of our stupidity that you that yes. you that, that we weren't into the fucking that we didn't have the same knowledge you had about some stupid thing. It's like right. and it's like, dude, I totally didn't mean it that way. Like or like I'll make a joke. Like I, I, I had this conversation where like it, me and a good friend of mine who I grew up fighting with have been have been very close, like like very good best friends for a long time. And and now our girlfriends are best friends. Like they're so we all hang out. It's like we which it's a tribe, man. Like my I've had the same friends since I was like fifteen and I'm super thankful for all of them and, and super fortunate. Uh oh and you, Outcast Underdogs, that's the crew. That's the fucking that's the gang. Love you guys. Um but one of my boys, we've been friends for a really long time. 
and now our girls are best friends. So we'll all go hang out and, and whatever. And we'll, we'll be, we'll go do something. We'll be getting ready. We'll be in Vegas. And we'll be like getting ready for something. And the girls will be like, just annoying the fuck out of us and like taking forever to get ready. And just like, just being girls, I'm sure we're annoying yeah. the fuck out of this. We're like two days into a trip. We're like tired and hung over and just like fucking right. hurry. We want to go get breakfast. And my friend is like, like my friend just loses it and is screaming at the top of his lungs, like hurry the fuck up, blah, blah, blah. What I'm doing is just making snide remarks under my breath, like loud enough for them to hear. But like, also I'm just like scrolling on my phone or like watching yeah. fuck reading comic book, whatever. But the story, by the time we eat breakfast and we're all laughing at each other again, the story is that I'm a fucking dickhead. And I'm like, I'm uh. like, I'm, I a dickhead. This guy's been fucking yelling at the top of his lungs for 20 minutes. And they're like, yeah, but we'd way rather this guy yell than you make like your like smart ass cutting remarks. Like just like, like offhand as if you're fucking couldn't be bought. Passive like, aggressiveness, like dude. which I am extremely good at, unfortunately. Yeah. Like that is the most toxic, awful fucking trait anyone dude. could have. And unfortunately, it's like my natural state of being <laughs> dude it's dude, it's so it's so funny because <laughs> it's like people would literally rather be screamed at yes like then casually then casually calmly cut down people would rather you people would rather you scream at them things that don't really apply to them yeah. than then like then you take a situation and just fucking samurai it to the core like yes cut it and people I, hate feeling stupid or feeling yeah, like you're belittling them. 100%. And me too. Like 100%. And me too. And who does fucking like it? Yeah. Right. And so it's such a simple thing that you should know. And I, I realized that I'm, I've tried really hard the past few years. And, and you know what's the, the bummer is that so much of it for me is not that serious. Like people will be like, well, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't care that he screamed. You said this thing. And I, and I'm like, yeah, but number one, like, I don't even remember saying that. It was just an offhand comment. Number two, it was fucking funny. A few of us laughed. <laughs> I mean, like, but what I understand uh. in the moment, though, I completely get where I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I see why. Like, I see why, especially the girls were had their yeah. feelings way more hurt that I made some like cutting offhand remark as I flipped through a comic book, way more than like this guy yelling at the top of his lungs while he's fucking you know, like trying to get his bag packed to get out of the hotel in time. Like I, I, and like you said, it's my, it's like such, it comes so naturally to me. Like I'm a guy who I hate passive aggressivity. Like if I'm in a situation and someone's being passive aggressive to me, like I'm 100% just like, especially if it's another, if it's a grown man and we're like, in a situation, let's fucking fight then. Yeah. I'm like, I will sock you in the mouth. Like, I like, <laughs> right. like, not a big deal to me. Like if there's an issue, we can quietly go outside. I'll beat the fuck out of you. And then I'll come back and finish, finish my drink with my friends. It's not even a big deal. But then also I have to check myself and be like, well, how come when I'm in a, I mean, you can't punch your way out of every situation. So I think part of it for me is like a coping thing where it's like, I could beat the fuck out of this guy. I'm not going to, but he's annoying me. Yeah. So I'm cut him to pieces verbally. Like, you know what I mean? And like, that's not, that's not like a good alternative, you know, it's like, right. Especially not when it's like your friends or your girlfriend or something like that. You know, you can't treat them the way you treat some dick face at the fucking yeah. gas station that cut you off. Yeah. hundred percent. And, and I, and I will say this, I don't like, I'm very loving. I'm very affectionate, but I think 
I don't, I don't treat them that way. But I think a lot of what I say comes off closer to that than I yeah. realize. Because for I mean? us, like for me to say something that's like a three out of 10 to me comes across as like a nine out of 10 to other people. hundred percent, dude. Like oh, the meter is broken. Like yes. I, I could not have said it better. It's called like, autism. <laughs> dude, I think you're right, dude. I'm not joking. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm dead serious. Like I've come to terms in the past couple of years. Like it started out as a joke. But things happen all the time. Like I think it, some of this shit is what helps me be good at fighting. But it's For like, sure. and and also I think some of it because you can me. show up every day and do some unpleasant shit that over requires you to laser focus for hours and hours and hours, and you're like, that's cool, I'm fine. Yeah, totally fine with it. Like, like, and then I can get done and go home, and because I'm cutting weight, I can eat the same thing I've eaten three times yes. today, whole week. It's like, yeah, it's fine. I like it. it tastes good. No yep. big deal. Like, or it tastes bad. I don't care. Or it tastes bad, but I'm not hungry anymore. So like, whatever. Like it's, it tastes bad, but I know how to make it. It's easy and it's yes. comfortable. Fine. No big deal. Uh, <laughs> dude, yeah. Saying this out loud. I'm like, oh, I'm fucking autistic, dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, dude, I, I've had numerous things happen. Like, again, like I, I told someone like, I don't care about the taste of food. And he was like, yeah, you're definitely autistic. Dude, <laughs> I have taste buds of a nine-year-old. Like my friends roast me all the time. Like they're like, dude, don't. We're, they're like, dude, we're at a four star restaurant. You don't want to fucking. We're at a five star. We're at a Michelin star restaurant. You don't want to try the new thing. I'm like, no, I'll just have the same thing I would have ordered at a less right. restaurant, but like I guess fancier. Like I'll take I'll your chicken. Take the chicken breast. I'm good. Yeah. I'll take the chicken breast with rice because like I know I'll yeah. like it. It's fine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like that's 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 every situation. Like another one that came, another one that came up that made me realize like really have to take a look at myself was like. Again, probably factors into being at fighting. I do everything too hard. I've like always done it too hard. Like I'll get out of the shower and be drying my hair or like, or like putting fucking moisturizer on my face or putting lotion on. And my girlfriend will just go like, she's like, dude, you're beating the shit out of yourself. Like, why are you? I'm like, really? She's like, you're doing everything too hard. I'm like Lenny petting the fucking puppy. I'm like, this is just how I, it's just how I like. She's like, dude, you get out of the shower and you dry your hair and your face as hard as you possibly can. And then you put lotion in your hands and you and you fucking fight yourself to put the lotion. And then you like do this thing. Like everything you do, you just do like that. You're like my, my gauge is broken. Like it feels like normal. Ramon Decker's throwing a low kick. Dude, yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like everything you do, your fucking scale is off. Yeah. Like she'll scratch my head. Like she'll give me a head rub, and I'm like, no, babe, like. I need you to like, I can't feel anything. Like I need you. To, like she's, she's like, my hands hurt scratching your head and you can barely feel it. I'm like, Oh my God, maybe I'm fucking autistic. dude. I'm like, I don't know, man. Yeah. Well, I don't it's know. Good. You know, listen, the point is you got to just learn about yourself and always sort of be monitoring and asking yeah. like, is, is this taking me where I want to go? Yeah, I and think if it's I, not. You make a change, and that's I, the good part about being autistic. Is like, I, and by the way, I did talk to my psychiatrist about this, and I took like a test, and I showed it to him, and I was like, am, am, "Do you think I am on the spectrum?" And he's like, "Maybe, but like, so what?" You know, something. Yeah, you're still a dad. You're still you're still a, a host. You're still a, a husband. Yeah. Like, it's like you still have like who? Yeah, who gives a fuck? Yeah, it's like it, it's like it's not gonna. I can label you as that, but it's not gonna change anything about your life. So just don't worry about it. And anyway, the point is like, I have no problem. People just give me absolutely fucking brutal criticism. If they're right, I don't care. hundred percent. 
They'd be like, yeah. you're a fucking asshole. You're getting fat. And uh, your, your, your wrinkles are way worse than they were five years ago. And I'd be like, yeah, you're right about all three of those things. You're like, I'm going to start. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. You're like, thanks. Cause I'm going to start wearing sunscreen. Like I should have been, I'm yes. going to, I'm going to go to the gym twice this fucking today uh, on my day yes. off. And, and, uh, and I'm going to check myself my next time I have a conversation with this person. Like, yeah, exactly. So thank you for telling me that. Dude, I'm this, and I think that also, I mean, I hate to bring it back. Like, it's like the same thing, but bring it back to fighting. Like that's also the thing about fighting that you need. Like I win a fight or lose a fight. You have clear proof of like, there's no, like, like yeah. if like if I do it, like if I, I, I do vocals for a band called born breach. It's a great time. I can get on stage and fuck up a little bit or I can do a great job or whatever, but it's all, there's no win or loss. Like fighting is right. brutal. Like you won or you lost. And no matter whether I won or I lost, when I get done with the fight, I look at my coaches and I say, all right, we're going, we're doing three and three. Like it's a three and three program. Like each of my coaches is going to give me three things I did well. And they're going to give me three things I did wrong. And and yeah. my three, the three th things I did wrong are not going to be, well, you know, I think that you could have, it's like, no, like, it's like, Hey, are you fucking stupid? You hurt right. the guy jumped on his back and then he reversed it. And then you had to reverse it. You never like, take your head off the center line, dumbass. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like you know what you could have done? Just hit him a few more times. You fucked that yeah. up. No, you're right. I shouldn't have jumped on his back. You're right. Like like yeah. yeah. Like why are you moving your head? That's why you're getting hit. Don't be it's like yeah. yeah. It's like your your coaches are not going to it's it's bro, it's worse after a win cuz after a loss your coaches are like, "All right, well, we're going to tell you that you're being stupid a few times, but we're going to be a little nicer to you." Off a yeah. win, they're like, "Are you fucking stupid?" Like you How know, the fuck like, did you win that fight, you moron? Yeah. Like you fucking idiot. Like you like you're making us all look like an asshole here and you're like yeah <laughs> right. probably right and like and but that's how you fix it you know and i think i think part of it is part of it is recognizing that in yourself that that's what that's what helps you make adjustments and also recognizing that it, that's not necessarily what helps other people right so right. like yes exactly exactly to constantly police yourself on yes. like we talked Am I, am, is the things I'm doing working for me and taking me the direction that I want to go so that I can always check and make sure that my habits aren't taking me somewhere. The other flip, the other coin of that is I have to be aware of when I'm talking to other people and is the way that I'm talking to them, getting the best out of them. You know, it's like when yeah. you're coach, like when you're coaching, like I'll, I'll, I'm at a place where I'm kind of like the older brother on the team. I've gone from little brother on the team to older brother on the team. And a thing I've come to realize is like, what motivates me and gets the best out of me isn't going to motivate another kid and get the best out of him. Yeah. Like I was the kid that like, I'm like, okay, I'll show up every day, get the shit beat out of me. You'll beat my ass Monday. I'm going to show up Tuesday. You'll beat my ass Tuesday. I'm going to show up Wednesday yeah. on Wednesday. When I'm proud of myself for being here three days in a row, the 10 year veteran is going to be like, Oh, what you want me to fucking, you want me to fucking give you a pat on the ass for being here for right. fucking three. I've been here for eight years, motherfucker work harder. And like, I'm going to keep grinding with, yeah. I'm going to keep, like negative reinforcement, I'm gonna is gonna make me go fuck you. Watch this, and I'm gonna push harder, and I'm gonna show up every day with no promise of it getting any better. And I'm gonna fucking it's like that scene in fucking Goodwill Hunting where he's like, he's like, why'd you pick the wrench? Because fuck him. That's why. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. Like that's that that's my mentality. Is like you can fucking like if you don't kill me on Monday, I'm showing up Tuesday, and I'm gonna keep like you're gonna you might beat my ass, but you're gonna fucking have to every day. Yeah that doesn't mean that that's the right way, the best way or the way that the next kid is going to be. Some kids need a pat on the ass. They need, 
They need you to tell them a good job. They need yep. you to take a little easier on them. Like, and that applies to outside the gym too. Of like, and this is another thing I'm guilty of. Like, like I'll talk to like, like me and my little sister uh, are like polar opposite. She's like, she's, she's a fucking incredible person. We're like 15 years apart. So we have a really cool relationship. I was, I was like a, a, a sophomore in high school and she was born. So I got to have her as a baby and change her diapers and feed her and with a bottle. And like, we have a really good relationship. She's, she's one of my favorite people in the world, but she's like an artist and like a hippie chick. And she's very loving. Like we couldn't be more different. Like you can't be like, brutal with her. Yeah, I don't. And that's the thing. You can't be brutal with her. And I don't want to be brutal with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's totally fine. Right. Because it, it, like, it doesn't get the the best out of her. And here's the other thing, too. I'm not saying this like I'm all-knowing because I, I did it that way for a while. Like, yeah. And back on those memories 10 years ago, like, dude, why would you say that to her? Why yeah. would you think that would get – Why? what are you – like, why would you right. – why would you frame it that way? Why would you say it that way? Like, why would you think that – that would get the best out of this person. You could have said it eight other ways. Right. Got your <laughs> got your point across. You said it the literal worst way possible. You said it the worst way possible. It didn't help. It made it worse. And yeah. and, and she'll never forget it. Like you're yeah. like she'll always. Be I, like, I just I realized like you know there's the golden rule like treat other people the way you want to be treated. Yeah. I realized that for me it's kind of the opposite. Like if I treat other people that way, like it's gonna go really badly. So. <laughs> It, it's it's like it's really tiring but basically every interaction i have to i have with another person i have to like think about it of like how does this person want to be treated or like how do i approach this interaction and like i have to think about it and it's really yeah. fucking tiring but if i if basically if i act like myself things go badly <laughs> yeah, you know, if you drop the mask too early yes you, you exactly you, then it goes yeah. bad you'll scare them off. I've made like, I've made progress with that. Um, but how refreshing is it when you're like talking to me and me and you were just instantly making jokes about like, just Ugh. like some, if someone yeah. else read that text that we had before, not like we weren't saying anything fucking hurtful yeah. or hateful, but you and I were making jokes about like stuff that like about your, your, your son. Like if, if a stranger, <laughs> right. if a stranger read that, they'd be like, this guy's a piece of shit. This guy's a piece of shit. Like, right. like, you know what I mean? It's, but it's like, you can't offend me or hurt my feelings. And this is the way I communicate affection. Like, like, dude, I think yeah. you're the fuck. I think you're the man. So like, of course I'm going to make a joke about your newborn son. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Of course. But to another person, to another person, they, they'd be like, they'd be like, fuck you. Get off. Like, there's no way I'm having this guy on my podcast. You know, right. <laughs> so, I think it's like a muscle that you learn that I feel like I've gotten much better at it. I'm just pretty hard on myself. And the, the, I, I think I, I actually say this, I'm great at it, but that makes it when I fuck it up, it, those times stand out and keep me awake at night, you know? Um, yeah. Cause you realize you're like, God damn it. I, I, I made dude. so much progress, but if I let myself go for even one second, I fuck it up and I'm back to square one. Yeah. And it could be, and it, that could be like a big, opportunity or especially in finding like if you're sitting at a certain table and you piss off the wrong person it's like that could affect your entire career so right. i've had to reel myself in because yeah i've had to reel myself in because i'm definitely guilty of like it's i think it's off-putting to people sometimes sometimes i think it's refreshing to people but i think sometimes it's off-putting to people because it depends I'm, on the person yeah depends on the person because i'm guilty of 
of like just I'm just me from the gate right away. Like, and I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. I have I have a lot of not fun interactions in places like tattoo shops, for example. Yeah. Because everyone there is pretending that they're a 1950s fucking tough guy, right? <laughs> right. Like, it's like if I walk in and I'm a fan of your art and I'm paying you to get a tattoo, you're going to get me. Like, right, I'm, right. Like, I'm going to make jokes and laugh and like enjoy yeah. the process and, and like say and make stupid stuff. And like, yo, I'm grabbing a coffee. You want one? Like, I'm going to be friends with everybody in the shop because this is just how I am. Like, I, I yeah. active am, I actively am not just, uh, I, I'm actively like pretty kind and, 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 like I'm actively nice. Like I, I make a point to like not just be like nice, but I'm fucking polite. Like I'm over. Sure. I over. Like this is just me. Like I I like because so much of my life is physical violence and confrontation. Like I'm completely okay with that. Like I can flip a switch and we can do that right now. Yeah. You know. What I mean? So I don't walk into the tattoo shop like it's like, and I've had so many interactions where I'm immediately nice and friendly and just like this is me, like. And those dudes, I walk into like some tough fucking whatever shop and, and they're all dickheads. And after an hour, I'm like, oh, like they've taken my niceness as weakness. And now they're trying to be 50s tough guy, fucking tattoo, hard biker dudes. It's like, and then, this will and then, sound like a weird thing to say, but do they know who you are? Usually when they do, they don't act like that. And, right. and, and, and because of the last, all those experiences, the last like, five or six years, I've only been getting tattooed by a select group of people in a tattoo shop that I'm really friends with and they all yeah. fight are really cool. So shout out to captured tattoo, Sean Topper, Dan Smith, Chris Astrologo, all Tyler, it's, just, Tyler. it's super weird that people think because you give or get tattoos that that makes you tough. Dude, I've had so like, many, what a weird thing, dude. I've had so many interactions where I've looked like around, you draw pictures. That's dude, not I've, tough. Dude, I swear to God, you just took the words out of my mouth. I've literally been in situations where I'm like, dude, you draw pictures for a living. Like, I'm fish fight for a living. <laughs> right. If you want to go outside, I'll beat the fuck out of you. And then I'll come back in and I'll say, I can still be nice. Like, I, <laughs> right. but you know what I mean? Like, that is, that is, that is very, that, that's a perfect um, little microcosm of like my interaction. Sometimes me being myself is, is, too much in given situations. Like it's off, it's off putting to people cause I'm making jokes and being nice and they are sh more shy and reserved. It's off putting because they feel like they need to be a tough guy or like, well, in that case though, I think it's a problem with them, not you. The culture. You know yeah. I mean, a lot of like really insecure people who are like emotionally underdeveloped. Like if yeah. you have a problem with someone being friendly to you, yeah, there's something you Probably. need to work on. But yeah, I guess to my the bigger point is just like if but I walk, still if you're there, you know, you, you yeah. want to make the best impression you can. No, you're you're yeah. I, what you what you said is a hundred percent right. It's just more of an example of like like for instance, if I walked in and read the room better and just gave him a firm handshake, was like, "What's up, man? Yeah, yeah, I, I want a fucking skull." All right, <laughs> right. I sat there. Go beat some ass this weekend. How about yeah. you? Oh, never been in a fight. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, you right, do, man. You're still tough. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you just you drew pictures. You didn't fuck any chicks. <laughs> Or really like any of the stuff that you pretend that right. you really you pick. <laughs> all right yeah cool um respect respect brother uh but again like maybe if i walked in and just shut up and shook hands and got a yeah. tattoo 
maybe like an hour and a half in started making jokes, right? Like just being able to read the situation. But it, but I also think at the risk of sounding like a dickhead, like after an hour of talking about not wanting to be dickhead, at the risk of sounding like a dickhead, <laughs> I also think a lot of that, whether it's at fucking shows, at tattoo shops, at whatever, is just like, the, it, you do get the mentality of like, you can't beat my ass, so I'm gonna. There's beat a time me. and a place for it. I mean, yeah. I'm not, you know, as I'm obviously not as much of a tough guy as you are, but I'm more than most people. You know, some guy who like was giving me a hard time in a, in a fucking parking garage a while ago, and I was like, and he was with his wife and his kid, and I was like, dude, if you don't fucking chill, I'm gonna beat your ass in front of your wife and your kid. Do you want that? Yeah, yeah 100%. and that was the end yeah. of it. Yeah, that and the, which yeah, which is like the reality with 99% of the population that, that tries to act tough. Like that's the situation you, you present them with that and they're like, Oh no, actually I guess I'll just I'd rather not. I'd rather not. It's I just a fucking parking spot. Let's just go about our day. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And I think, um, that's the mentality to have in a lot of situations. I think for me, a big part of me just being me is like this idea of like, all right, well, like no one here can beat my ass. So like, I'm not going <laughs> right. to, I'm not going to front. I'm just going to be me. Like, I'm just going right. to walk in. Uh, I'm going to make stupid little joke. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make stupid jokes and have a good time and fucking dilly dally around because like I, I, I fix fight, fist fight for a living. Like I don't, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not here to prove that I'm a hard ass. Like the tattoo hurts. I'm going to make stupid jokes. Yeah. Like, like I'm going to, I'm going to fucking have a conversation. Like when that, that's at, at shows that's at, uh, tattoo shops. That's it that's around fucking tough guy biker dudes. Like, cause I love yeah. hard. It's like, I, I'm, I'm going to be me. Like I'm going to be me. You draw pictures. I'm a top 20 fighter in the world at my weight. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to be me. I'm going to go ahead and risk it for the biscuit on this one and just be <laughs> me. And if anybody wants to fucking, if anybody's so bothered about it that they want to figure it out, we can go outside and figure it out. And right. that, and I think that there's something, there is a freedom in that too, because that helps me not be the guy at the, at the fucking, at the bike rally. It helps me not be the guy like, hope everybody can see that I'm wearing my vest today. You're like, <laughs> and you can, I mean, and you can actually take I hope that. My bottom rocker doesn't look too new. Exactly. And you can actually take that exact sentence and you could go, you could go tattoo shop, bike rally, uh, yeah. metal concert, punk concert. You could actually take, you could just take that. I hope my vest looks tough you could take that it's sentence like, yeah it's like the i'd rather be home listening to swans meme you know yeah. i hope i hope nobody noticed my bottom rocker is only a week old yeah this it's it's an interesting thing man but it, it, I, I have a i have a question about the emo thing though because I, I feel like you're really kind of going against the grain being the twinkle daddy in the yeah. ufc yeah i feel like butt rock is really the official soundtrack of mma oh, um one uh, can can you talk to Dana and maybe try to bring back Taste the Pain? What was Taste the Pain? Was that you know the, hit, hit. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, that's yes. the one. Okay. Yeah, and the and the bear witness to the fitness of the modern oh. warrior. Yeah, dude. So that one is that one's a classic. You know what else people forget too often, in my opinion, is the old WEC intro that was like this the tribal tattoo spiraling yes. out. What that one was like? That was like. That that is one of those things. That's like the you know like when you see the um, the youth the the like the TikToks and like the Instagram videos of like it's like the PS2 like in Brum, the PS2 yeah, like yeah. 
It's like, also on a bigger scale, it's like, dude, I'm fucking getting old because kids are now romanticizing the things that I did as a kid. And yeah. and it's and then and it's so You're funny. Like, that wasn't cool. That sucked. We only <laughs> did it because we didn't have anything better. Dude, you and the crazy thing is you're like, you're like, not only it's like you kids are romanticizing things that I actually did as a kid. And now you've got me saying things like you kids and you've got me <laughs> and and you've got me doing the old guy thing where you're like, I was there. It wasn't it, that sucks. Right, right, right. I, I never trade. You think well, you think Smash Bros. is cool on a GameCube? No, it's fucking cool on a Switch. Right. Fucking, it's like you think you think PS2, you think you think fucking yeah, the PS2 was fucking rad then. You got a PS5. Ago. Yeah, what do you shut up, dude? What are you talking about? The Dreamcast wasn't that cool, man. Like you got PS5s, you got fucking you got Netflix. You know what you have, you know what you used to have to do? You used to have to go to a stack of DVDs. Right. Either you didn't own that many and you had to rewatch a bunch of movies, or you owned a shitload and you had to keep them somewhere. Like the idea of having CD racks and shit. And then when you what or or and then like if a girl came over, you had to pick a movie and put a movie in and watch a movie. Like you guys have Netflix. You guys have PlayStation 5s. Shut up with all this fucking 90s. Like the 90s were really cool in some ways, but they were also like... How much would you have given to have Pornhub in the 90s? That's all I'm saying. Dude, when I... When I the first time I ever... I remember a guy... I was probably sixth grade. I was probably 11. I went over to uh, one of my one of my buddy's house, sixth grade, and he had smuggled like a Victoria's Secret catalog that is that had like gone in the mail to his mom and he'd stolen it and kept it like in a drawer right. so he could beat off to it. Dude, you guys have four of <laughs> We had to steal magazines, dude. JC Penny catalog. Dude, we had to jack off to magazines that we stole from places. You guys have porn up. I don't want to see another TikTok about like I was born in the wrong generation. Like, dude, number one, it wasn't like it wasn't as cool as you're making it. Number like number two, you wouldn't survive because you cry about everything. You guys right, like that's this, true. This is the next step of being like the 30-year-old guy. And it, it's 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 part of looking at people and accepting them for who they are and communicating with them the way you want. But this generation, it's not all bad. It, there's, there's, no, no. there's a certain, there's a certain emotional maturity that kids have today that I don't think we had then. Yes. But the trade-off is they're way less tough. And I don't want to sound like yeah. a cliche. I don't want to sound like a cliche boomer, but like. It's true. But I mean, like, I'm a lot less tough than my grandpa. My grandpa flew a fucking B-17 over Germany and dropped yeah. fucking bombs on Europe. I'm a lot less yeah. fucking tough than he was. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also a lot nicer than he is. Exactly. Exactly. That's a trade off. And I'm not saying that me and you and our generation is the sweet spot or whatever. Yeah. But I'm, I'm saying like bullying people mercilessly their entire life in the 50s was not like people to or the being point black or gay black or gay or like fucking or just like not like just skinny like whatever reason right. like anything yeah anything. like it didn't matter you're just like bullying people mercilessly and like um, <laughs> right. negatively like real violent bullying in the Dude, even in the 80s when i was a kid like the punchline to every teen movie was like he's gay ha 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 yeah <laughs> you're just a gay you're just some poor closeted gay kid who just like wanted to go see 
Breakfast Club or whatever movies. Right. And, and you're like, like yeah, ha ha, this movie is hilarious. You're like, yeah, what those guys? Ooh, right? right? Aren't they the worst? <laughs> it's like those poor kids had to live through that. But the generations were way tougher. Like ours, ours in a way kind of was was a sweet spot because we're not as tough as our grandparents, but we have enough emotional maturity to understand the next generation. Yeah. But like, but like I'll give you an example. So my little sister who I, I, I talked about before, like both my little sisters, I, I adore, but I have, a, I have a little sister who's five years younger than me. And so we're about the same generation and she's a fucking warlord. Like you, she doesn't, like her feelings don't get hurt, dude. She'll fucking, right. she's, she's like, she's a Samoan girl. Like she'll fucking punch you. She doesn't give a fuck. She's a warlord. But my little sister is. I bet she's got a good chin too. Oh, dude, she'll fucking <laughs> Godspeed, dude. Go ahead and fox her. Have fun. Uh, she's tough. Um, when we were like fought, when we were like, I was like ten, she was like five. We were fighting over the remote, and I think she wanted to watch Nickelodeon, but I wanted to watch Cartoon Network. And she climbed up on a fucking rocking chair with a umbrella. She jumped off the rock and bent the umbrella over the top of my fucking head dude she's a warrior dude she doesn't give a fuck um my other sister i was talking about before uh she she, she she's 15 years younger than me she moved in with me recently like she tried i had a guest room and she she moved in she's gonna get up she's getting the apartment with her friends and she's like at that age where she's like getting to go be an adult and it's awesome but there's a couple months here where she's she's living with me until she gets her apartment and dude within <laughs> within the first week of living together, I would say the first within the first seven days of us living together, there was three to four separate occasions where I would be in the kitchen making food and she'd look at me and she genuinely meant this. Like she, she cared. She'd look me in the eyes and go, are you doing okay? <laughs> like no one our age has ever asked that. Dude. Right. They're like, yeah, I'm look, good. I'm like, yeah, I'm making some fucking chicken and right. rice. Like, but she means it. Like that generation gives a fuck about how. But people, are you healing, dude? Like, are you, dude? With with genuine love yeah. in her heart, looks me in the eyes and goes, "Are you are you doing okay, <laughs> dude?" Is your spirit I, nourished, dude? When I was when I was seventeen, living with my friends in some fucking shitty apartment, I, I could watch my friend have a mental breakdown in the kitchen. Right. I still ask if he was okay. I'm like, dude, it's yeah. fine. There's other girls, dude. Stop being a pussy. And I'd like, yeah. I'd like shoulder check. Like, him I got to use the phone. Yeah. <laughs> dude. You're like, I never asked if he was okay. <laughs> at, the most, at the most, I'd just be like, I would just go somewhere between a question and a statement. She's like, you good? You all good, bro? All right. <laughs> <laughs> that was it, bro. Anything else? Anything else? He would have been pissed if I'd have looked him in the eyes and asked him. Right. He wouldn't even want that. This is a, a lot of people aren't going to like this. Yeah. But- surely. I am glad that I got bullied a bit when I was a teenager because I needed it. Yeah, valid. That's I valid. Because I was a fucking loudmouth little shit. Yeah. And I needed to be humbled. I remember this one kid on the wrestling team uh, who, in hindsight, kind of weird. He had a tattoo on his ass that said exit only, which was a little weird. So I'm like, number one, why do you care so much? Yeah. Number two, when are you in an occasion when someone would see this? Yeah. Um, like, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, no. that aside, um, I remember like talking a bunch of shit to him and like 
I could not fight at all when I was that age. And it was kind of the same thing as like you're talking about before. He just thought it was sort of funny because he's like, what are you going to do to me? Like, right. you can't yeah. do anything to me. Yeah. And I would like, you know, kind of mouth off to him and stuff like that. And he would punk me and it made me furious and he would just laugh and didn't care at all. Yeah. And I needed that because it's like, I thought I was the fucking main character and it turns out I wasn't. Yeah. In that situation you weren't. Yeah. And that is a nice, that is a good reminder. And I've had those situations dissimilar because I've, I've always grown up fighting, but I had those situations like similar ones and they do sort of develop your character and and I don't I don't think that a lot of the this next generation they all think they're their own their main character in every situation. Yes. Because yes. no no one just goes like no one just goes like shut the fuck up. It's not about you right now. And right. like and and then if they say that and you start crying then then double down and go, I don't give a fuck that your feelings are hurt because it still doesn't make it still doesn't make right. the situation you want it to be. You and can I cry do, all you want. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think that that happens very much. Um, and some people need that. I'm not saying yeah. you know, we should go around bullying people, sure. but it's just a reality of life is things are not always going to go your way. Yeah. And, you know, people are not always going to give a fuck about your feelings and you need to be able to handle those situations. 100%. And, and, but first, I want to thank DistroKid for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. If you're not familiar, DistroKid is a digital music distribution service that musicians use to put their music into online stores and streaming services. So in plain language, if you have ever wondered how to get your music on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, Amazon, Deezer, Tidal, and many, many more, there's like dozens and dozens of different streaming services. DistroKid is the way to do it. It is super easy. I have used it to put my music on Spotify. It took me maybe five minutes to like set it up and upload everything. It's legitimately awesome. I am sincerely a fan of this company and their product. And for those of you who have asked, you can also upload your music to TikTok with DistroKid. And if you want a chance to get featured on DistroKid's Spotify playlists, you can do that by submitting a song through Spotlight and getting your fans to vote for you. You can also use Hyperfollow to get more Spotify followers. You can promote your new release as well as Spotify Canvas. That's where there's the video in the background in the player. And when you share it on Instagram, it shares that video too to make your Spotify release pop. And Spotify Canvas is available to all DistroKid artists. Like I said, as you can probably tell from this, like I am sincerely a fan of DistroKid. DistroKid can do everything I just talked about and so much more. So be sure to sign up with my link, which is in the show notes for this episode, to get 7% off your first year. That link is in the show notes of this episode or go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash the punk rock NBA. And thanks again to DistroKid for sponsoring this episode. Hey, you. Did you have any plans this year? Ha! <laughs> How's that going? Did you get 2020? Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020, where myself, Benny Goodman, 
And my good friends Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're going to get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at 2020-D.com, SoundTalentMedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app. I also think it's funny because I, I always fought and I always got in fights and I was always kind of, um, I think a pretty tough kid, but I, I had a situation like what you were talking about. I had multiple situations where I remember, um, mine was about intelligence and I actually think I'm, I'm a, a moderately, I'm not a fucking gifted, like I'm not a fucking scientist, but I, I think I'm a moderately intelligent person. I'm capable. Definitely. You're definitely above average for sure. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and in school, I got really bad grades and I was always kind of looked at as this kid who like got in trouble and like, you know, my fucking friends sold drugs and I got in fights and like I had bad grades and you know, I was in a gang more or less and like all these things. Right. And so like, we didn't think of ourselves as a gang, but like we were on, yeah, like we were on a gang file, like they had, you know, the local police and shit. So like, you know, like I was that kid, you know? And, um, and I remember being frustrated. I remember being in situations where like, it was me and another person and like girls and some other people. And like the idea came up of like that. I, I don't remember the exact situation, but it was basically like, I wasn't smart. And the more that I like tried to argue, like I got pissed. I was like trying to argue about that I was smart. And the more I did that, the stupider I looked to these. I'm like, gonna beat your ass if you call me yeah. dumb again. Yeah, like the the, the <laughs> more like, okay, I tried- cave man, calm down. <laughs> Dude, it was very much that. And there was like cute smart chicks around. Right. And I rem- and it's like, but had I have not had that situation, maybe it wouldn't have put this chip on my shoulder, and maybe it wouldn't, and maybe it wouldn't have made me. Uh, realize that if I want to appear smart, then I'm going to have to articulate my ideas well. And I'm going to have to stay calm in a situation and not let people get under my skin. And I'm going to have to be good at communicating. And I'm going to have to actually do things that make me more intelligent. Like I have learned, like, you know, my friends make fun of me because like, you know, I do dumb shit all the time, but they're like, you know, my friends like, dude, you're one of my smartest friends. Like, like they make fun of me because we're like, we'll be driving to training. And they're like, dude, can you not put the fucking history podcast on? Can you not, can you, can you not listen to fucking, can you not listen to a, a, uh, can you not listen to these two psychologists debate for the next hour and a half? Want to listen to musical before you go train, you know, like, but maybe, maybe as a 28 year old, as a 31 year old, as a 24 year old, maybe I don't have this hunger for knowledge and maybe I don't have the, the bandwidth to listen to people much smarter than me talk for hours on end. If I don't have a situation where I'm made to feel like a fucking idiot and then kind of act like a fucking idiot to prove right. that I'm not like an idiot. Maybe I don't like this generation, like the generation before us would be like, yeah, fuck it. You're a dumbass. You know what I mean, right. The gener- right. Generation after us would be like, I can't believe anyone would make you feel that way. But for everybody us, is smart. Yeah. Everyone is own way. No, but it's like, for me, I'm like, well, you were kind of like, you had piercings in your face and you were punching people a lot. And you were like, <laughs> and you were like listening to rap music as loud as possible as you pulled in the parking lot and you were late. Of course every- people think you're ignorant. Yeah. Of course people think you're like, probably not that smart of a guy. Like you fucking, yeah. you, you're in detention more than you're in regular class. Like people aren't gonna, like 
You know what I mean? It's like, um, I think you need a little bit of those feelings. Like you need a little bit of that. Like, um, you need, you need a little bit of that, that shit. And then you also need to be able to process it in a way where it affects a positive outcome because you can dwell on that shit and just become a guy who's fucking I don't, I don't dwell on shit really. Um, you know, to me, and I think this is our superpowers of autism. I don't want to speak for you, but like, I don't dwell on stuff. It's just like, I see things for what they are. And then I take action, you know, like I might, you know, be bombed for a little bit, but I pretty quick to just let it go. I'm like, all right, well, I looked fat in that picture. All right. What am I going to do about it? Yeah. Yeah. I respect that. I think for me, I, I'm the opposite. I hyper fixate on things. Um, I hyper fixate on things, but in a way where it's like, look, like I'm going to be fucking angry about this for six months and every day I wake up and I'm going to fucking train like, like it's a fucking a montage or I'm just like, it's just like, like you think you can fucking guillotine me? No, I'll ever guillotine me again. Like, you know what I mean? Like you think you can make me guillotined immediately. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Every day for fucking six months and then never again. You know what I mean? It's like, like I, I'm going to fucking like, you're going to make me look stupid in front of a bunch of smart chicks. Like I'm going to get, I'm going to be the most articulate, well-spoken person in the room every time from that. Like I'm going to be a person that is fucking, that is knowledgeable about a lot of high concept things. And I'm going to be a person that when I have conversations surprises people with intelligence, not that you should seek outside validation, but if, if there's going to be reaction to what I say, it's not ever yeah. going to be how dumb I am again. It's going to be, well, I'm actually surprised. Like he, a guy is like, a guy's like pretty smart for a guy who has throat tattoos of a fucking dog eating the world on his neck. You know what I mean? Like, like that guy's like pretty fucking all right. You know, like I remember I, my, uh, my cousin who's an investment banker, like top of his class at UCLA, you know, graduate program and stuff um, who I didn't really know that well until I was a little I, bit older. I, podcast so i'm sure you guys have a lot to talk about at thanksgiving no he your grandma doesn't have a favorite (laughs) (laughs) no i i I love him he's like one of my favorite people on earth um and he grew up more fucked up than any of us like his dad got murdered by um his uh stepmom and like if you know who timothy leary is like he grew up um, like he lived on the bus with Timothy Leary for a little bit when he was a kid and his dad smuggled acid into prison for Timothy Leary and shit. And like shit. the most fucking wild of all of us, but he's like a straight laced, like Republican investment banker now. And I didn't really know him that well until I was in my twenties and I already had a bunch of tattoos and stuff. And I ended up staying with them for a while. And he was like, you know, you really changed my mind. I used to think that people with as many tattoo tattoos as you have were kind of losers, but you really, you, you showed me I was wrong. And I was like, no, you were right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you are right. <laughs> There's just exceptions to rules. That's it. Like, right. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's fucking hilarious. That's a hilarious thing. Because I've had this argument so many times. Like, I like people. Uh, all right, people are gonna like this, but like, dude, you should mostly judge a book by its cover. Yes, that's the worst thing. Not judge. Don't judge. You'll a book be by right its cover. more than you're wrong. A hundred like imagine I grab a book and it says Tom Clancy. It's got a fucking nine millimeter SIG yeah. on the cover. And I'm like, well, I don't know what I'm in for. It it's could like, be a romance novel. It could be a romance novel. It could be a coming of age story. It's like, dude, we don't know. 
It's like you that that the whole point of the cover of a book <laughs> is what you're in for. Like that's the whole fucking point of it. Like, and I had this argument. I have a friend who, just to paint a picture, he's a big, big, bald white guy, big bald white guy, covered head to toe, including his head and his face, with tattoos, big beard. So he looks like somebody who got a bunch of prison tattoos um, from Nazis. He looks like a guy. He looks like a fucking scary guy. He yeah. is. He's a single dad. He has full custody of his daughter, who's a beautiful, like, like looks like a baby out of a magazine. She's like, his, his he's white. His baby mom is black. So his kid is like perfect. This perfect mixed kid skin yeah. tone, curly hair, like big smile. Like his kid looks like like out of a movie. So you got to picture a, like a mixed kid, like a little girl who be, just be perfect baby, a big burly head face tatted white boy with a beard. He's a single father. He's a vegan. He's, he writes poetry and he's getting his credentials to be a middle school teacher. Hmm. Okay. Him and I, him and I have, arguments all the time about how you should but of judge course a- anybody that sees him at the gas station is going to be like whoa who the fuck is that guy and I they would. Should, and they should yeah, because right. the story i'm telling you is so unique if you bank right. on anyone who looks like him being a vegan poet school teacher you're going to get robbed a lot dude <laughs> right it's like people complaining about getting pulled over by the cops like all i was doing was driving around in my car with blacked out windows blasting rap in the middle yeah. of the night, yeah. you know, driving five miles an hour down the street with six of my friends in the car, and they pulled us over for nothing. Like, oh, so you're acting like criminals, and you're... then you got upset when they treated you like criminals? Got it. Dude, uh, dude it, it, me, me and this dude, me and this dude, and he's such a good person. He's he's really he's intelligent. He's, he's a beautiful soul. But I'm like, I had to explain to him, like, dude, people who look like you are not like you 99% right. of the time. Including me, dude. If you meet a guy with a black eye, a missing front, scars on his face, I have a dog biting into the world on my a Doberman biting into the world with blood squirting out on my neck. There's no way, right. statistically, I am a nice person. There, do not let that person know where you live, dude. If you <laughs> do, I if you see a guy who looks like me, do not assume that he's a nice person. Right. This is why I actually I enjoy this. I enjoy the burden of not the burden. I enjoy the the responsibility of proving people wrong. My favorite thing, like, dude, to me, like grocery shopping is church for me. Like I go to grocery shop. I walk in there. Like it's church. I am the most polite. I'm weirdly polite. I'm creepily polite to people like overly like polite and nice to people. I'm smiling and waving at kids when they look at me and they smile because I'm like a fucking cartoon. (laughs) So kids look at me with no front tooth and tattoos and they always look and smile. I smile away. Hey, old ladies, I hold the door open for old ladies. A little ladies walk in front of me. I can see the shock on their face when I'm polite to them. Like it's my job. I, I, I wasn't born. It's one thing if you're like born a certain way or look a certain way. I was, I chose to get a Doberman and a black cat hissing on my neck and fucking head tattoos and and I chose to dress the way I dress. I chose to look the way I look. I chose yeah. these. It's it, the responsibility is not on other people to assume that right. I'm a good person. The the responsibility is on me to 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 act as a good person. And if I change people's mind, cool. And if they still look at me 
the way they look at me, who gives a fuck? You can't, it's, it's not make or break, but yeah. People should judge a book by its cover. I judge people the way they look, the way they choose to dress, the way they choose to, like, you should do that. It's, it's common sense. Like, and once you get really good at stereotyping, like I am, if someone <laughs> is covered in tattoos, if they're like, you know, really nice, colorful tattoos that look like they spent a lot of time finding the right artist. I'm like, that guy's a pussy. Um, <laughs> if they're, sure. if they're a bunch of shitty tattoos like yours, um, I'm like, all right, this dude's sketchy. I'm scared of him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, you're like, your, your investment bank cousin was right. It's like, it's like you either are a tryhard or a fucking loser. One of the two. <laughs> right. Like me. Um, the best no. comp compliment I've ever got, you know, random people will be like, oh, sweet ink, man. And I always think they're dumb because my tattoos are bad. Um, <laughs> the only thing anybody's ever said to me that I appreciated, I was in line at the grocery store once in Ohio in Cincinnati and some like random white trash guy was like, I like your tattoos, man. And I was like, oh, okay, thanks. And he's like, they're like one step up from like prison tattoos. And I was like, oh, thank you. That's like, exactly I what I was going for. This guy fucking gets it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, I had a, I had a, uh, I won't, I won't say names, but, uh, well, actually he would think it was funny. Uh, so but Cody, no love, very famous, very famous fighter yeah. one time said something that was like so fucking poetic. I don't remember exactly how I put it, but Joe Benavidez was talking shit just because we're fucking covered in tattoos and he's, he's, he's not. And, and yeah. Joe, Joe B uh, shout out to Joe B. He's a fucking perfect example. Like he talked about, um, your cousin, like not, I, you know, it's not my, it's not, I'm not, I'm not going to go into details, but Joe B grew up as rough as any of us, but you would have no idea. Like, no, like you look at me, you look at Cody, you probably be like, yeah, you know, yeah. Kids shit. Joe B is like, and, and in a way I respect it so much more like that. Joe B is like, never made that part of his story. Like you wouldn't know, like he grew up rough. Like he was a, he was a, a top five fighter for his entire career and has like a loving wife and a beautiful home. And now is like a very successful real estate agent. And at no point in his, I, I didn't even think about doing it. Like when people ask me about my past, I just go, yeah, like here's here. It was kind of fucked up. Here it is. You know, Joe B like actively never made that part of his story. And I have the utmost respect for people like yeah. that. You know, I would probably, I would assume that like your cousin is like that too. Like he's not a guy who's like, on front street about like, yeah, like I fucking lived in a bus and like had, but had sold ass. You know what I mean? Like he probably is like, um, no, I would assume not. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like he's, he doesn't make that part of his story. And there's yeah. a certain amount of, I have respect for people. Like there's a certain amount of respect I have for people like you and I, where we like overcame some shittiness. I have even more respect for people who overcame shittiness and you would never know. Exactly. You know? I, I, you and I, you and I got through the shittiness, but you know, it, it left a mark. But on you it can for, tell, but you yeah. can tell you can, you can, you can, you can see the history of abuse and drug, <laughs> right? physical violence and drug use is written all over us. But yeah, but people like, people like my cousin, they made it out of like a, a decade long MMA career without a scratch, no cauliflower ears. You're like, damn, what a G dude. What's the, what's the Shawshank Redemption crowd crawled through a mile of shit and came out clean the other side. Exactly. Like, hard to do that. Um, but anyways, got distracted. Sorry. So Cody, Cody, Joe B was giving a shit. Cody Nolov said some like prophetic, like put it on your tombstone shit. He was just like, dude, how can I trust a girl covered in, he's like, how can I trust a girl covered in tattoos that likes me? Like, yeah, I'm, he's like, he's like, how can I trust a girl covered in tattoos? 
I'm covered in tattoos and I'm fucked up. <laughs> like, he's like, and then, like, and then he was like, he was like, and if a girl's not covered in tattoos and she likes me, what's wrong I, with her? How can I fucking trust her? She likes me. I'm covered in tattoos yep. and I'm fucked up. Like, and he, just, but like, he's not wrong. I'm just like, dude. I'm just like he's fucking. He's not. No, he's completely right. He's he's like it's like the most prophetic shit anyone's ever said in them. Like about that, it's like if a girl's covered in tattoos, I know she's fucked up because I'm covered in tattoos and I'm fucked up. And if she's yeah. not, if she's not covered in tattoos and she likes me for being covered in tattoos, how can I trust her? I can't be Means with her. Dad's an asshole. Dude, she has issues. One hundred percent. She's coming into this. She's not well. Like adjusted. I always joke about girls with bangs being crazy. Like, all right, well, show me the exception. Dude, show me the exception. Show me the exception, especially the self-cut, like super high. Yes, the oh. school scissors, fucking. But but, yeah. but what you're in for like a really fun like three and a half weeks though. Yeah, hey, in- it might be worth the ride. The the dude, ride may be worth the toll. Dude, buy the there's ticket. There's gonna be a toll. Yeah, oh, there'll be a toll. But Hunter S. Thompson, buy the ticket, take the ride. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Just just know what you're in for. Uh, dude, every time we talk, I have such a good time, but we never talk about music. Oh, well, I, we were talking about, um, we talked about emo, but I want to know, tell yeah, me about talk- your, what's that? I uh, said, so yeah, we did talk about emo a little bit. You're right. But t- tell me about mall emo versus real emo. Cause you're, you're deep. You're like a American football, Algernon Cadwallader, or however the fuck you say the name of that. You're, you're deep. So tell me yeah. about real emo versus mall emo. Where do you stand I'm, on that? I'm in there. Well, actually I've, well, it all started in 1981 with a band called, <laughs> You may have heard of a band called Moss Icon. No, uh, real emo only consists of yeah, fucking ba- six bands. You know what the you know the greatest part about about uh, emo is like when that whole thing of like real emo only consists of. It's like, dude, all the emo I like, it's like that is actually kind of true. Like it is true. I like all emo, but it, dude, when you start looking at it, every scene of it is like the same twelve dudes in the same four bands, like right from. Or cities like so. I'll give you for my my the first emo I fell in love with was like early two thousands, um, Midwest emo, and uh, oh, a wow, buddy you started there. Yeah, a buddy of mine. I just found it on YouTube and was like, "What the fuck is this? I love this. Oh. These people screaming. It's very pretty music with very ugly vocals, and I love it. And it's way different than anything I've ever heard. And I'm sad as fuck. And this You're is talking like modern baseball type stuff. Uh, I'm talking about or before uh, that. Before that, so like, um, there's a guy named Jack Semp, and he's been a part of almost every of these one of these bands that I love. So shout out to him. He's a, we became friends. He's a buddy of mine and great dude. And now he he makes a like good like singer songwriter stuff. Got an incredible voice. But um, so there's bands like Midwest Pen Pals, Merchant Ships, uh, William Bonnie. He's a part I've of all. Never those. even heard of this stuff. Wow. Yeah, yeah, you'll hate it. You'll You're, hate. This it. is deep down the iceberg. <laughs> This is deep. This is the bottom of the iceberg. So all of these bands are 15, 16 year old kids in like 2004. Um, they're all like, it's like a group of like 10 kids that were all like, it's like merchant ships split up and half the guys became Midwest right. Penn and half the guys became Park Jefferson. And then half of Park Jefferson and half of Merchant Ship became the other thing. And right, then right, Wood- right. and then this guy got sick of everybody and he had three other kids <laughs> from the same town and they became William Bonnie, right? So it's like four or five bands that I heard that was like, I love this shit. Um, and that led me to this YouTube page, uh, this guy named um, Jamez. And 
all he has is just like years of Midwest emo. And so there was bands like um, Snowing and uh, Camping in Alaska and um, and and uh, a bunch of these bands on this YouTube page that has thousands of videos from 10 years. And I just deep dove in like this one or two year period. And then I started getting from there. I went backwards and I started getting into like um, real like where where basically where like minor threat breaks up and yeah. that dc area just starts doing like, like and those guys, hunt and all that kind of stuff yeah like so you have you have basically um i can't i can't uh pick pick picciato pick what the guy from fugazi uh okay. pachado i guess okay so yes I, I don't know so basically basically minor threat splits up uh ian mckay uh starts uh, a hardcore band people start calling it emo core he hates it uh right. the other guy whatever his last name is shout out to him i actually think he has an, one of my favorite punk voices ever I, but i can't pronounce his last name so sorry he has like a rotating cast of like three other bands like um okay i'm on my phone so i can't check but i'm really <laughs> dropping i'm really dropping the ball here but That's like okay embrace was it, one of them it, embrace was ian mckay's and then guy oh, rights of spring yeah, so there's Rites of Spring and then like three other bands that it's basically Rites of Spring doing 12 songs and breaking up. Okay. Uh, uh, my better, uh, fuck, the song My Better Half. I'm dropping the ball so hard. I'm sorry, guys. Anyways, all the- False anyway, emo. Andre Feely confirmed yeah, false fake, emo. Big face. So I, Stolen Valor. So I go from, <laughs> right. from Midwest emo to like real emo, like DC, Yeah. Uh, that emo. And then I actually started getting- uh, at, so I went from Midwest emo from early times Midwest emo to like eighties, basically hardcore, yeah. uh, emo, which I was already into hardcore at the time, but I, I found that little sub genre of it. And I also went the other way to like, to like, um, the more pop punk stuff. Like I was already really live. I, like, I love title fights one of my favorite bands ever. Yeah. Like I tiger's jaw, all that sort of like Citizen basement and all that kind of it, stuff. It, like the Tumblr 2000s. Yeah. But like pop punk emo, like there's a lot of that crossover. Like Citizen, Basement, Tiger's Jaw, Title Fight were all huge for me. Like that's like, that's like the songs I'll play in the car when I annoy my blogging a picture of like a forest. Yeah. You know, like a bed lyrics over it. Bedroom with like the Christmas lights and the title fight <laughs> and shit. And like some deep hot, flag. Hot, yeah. some, some sad hot chick. Um, so yeah. that's, those, those are my two, that those are really like my two core things, like very obscure Midwest emo and then like title fight, tiger's jaw, basement citizen that did you, did you ever get into San Diego screamo stuff? Like I didn't you know, downcast or, you know, swing kids or any of that stuff. No, but I'm, as soon as we get off the phone, I'm going to go look for it. <laughs> oh God. What have I done? It's pretty good. Yeah. You sent me down another rabbit hole. Um, oh. you know, into recently you know i've really been getting into recently is the weird i don't know if it's like second or third wave emo i'm i'm kind of dropping the ball on my i swear like if i i, I guys I, like, I swear i'm real emo i swear if, if no. i wasn't if i wasn't over caffeine on an empty stomach i'd be able to like if this was like tomorrow i'd be like all autistic about it but i'm fucking dropping the ball because i'm hungry and i'm over caffeinated but um my two big things were Midwest emo and then that like pop punk emo yeah. era. 
I also have gotten really into like that weird kind of like, and I'm not super into it, but I'm finding things that I'm really like, like it's like, um, like, um, knapsack and like, uh, jealous sound and like, um, whatever, like, I guess like sunny day real estates in there, like yeah. jets Bill and like, Hey Mercedes. And like that, I yes. missed all, like a little too young for that. But, yeah. but going, going back to that place, I was like, basically, you know, that's all nineties, hardcore people that started emo bands. Yeah. And it's kind of the I, same. I, that was like my era. I saw all those bands. Uh, I did not like any of them, but I saw all of them because I got dragged there by girls. Yeah. I wanted to hump for a hundred percent. I humped zero of them, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, but not for lack of trying, dude. You went to the show. Right. <laughs> yeah. you, you put the fucking hours in, and that's what counts. That's right. Uh, no, but I, I haven't. I don't like. I don't love a lot of that stuff. But there is random stuff. I, that knapsack band's pretty fucking rad. Braid and, is pretty cool. I did like them. What is it? Braid. Yeah, you might like Braid, them. Braid's cool. I've heard a couple things. I dig. Um, recently I've been getting into that. I think for me, still the majority of the stuff I'm listening to is, um, is like. I really, I really like a lot of the like title fights. One of my favorite bands ever, Tiger's Jaw. A lot of like, modern baseball. A lot of the newer stuff. There's a lot. There's some cool new emo stuff coming out too. Like I see a lot of kids. Fuck, I wish I was on my laptop so I could pull up my Spotify. But um, if I close this, will it fuck it up? Yeah, it will. Probably. Okay. It'll, yeah, it will. So, um, like, there's a lot of bands like like Mom Jeans and Hot Mulligan, and there's kind of this yeah. cool. There's kind of this cool um, emo renaissance and stuff but and the people fucking suck so yeah. bad in that scene they suck so they're the worst most yeah. insecure fucking beta fucking dorks they're not being ironic like i'm being i i know i'm very like i i've dealt with depression a lot my entire imagine life imagine how much they would hate you 100 percent. yeah i've dealt with my depression my entire life but i still have always kept like the awareness of like yeah but it's we're just being like it, it, we gotta laugh it off and still yeah. we stuff like be a good functional person you know like we Dude, to the, uh, the, the people in the emo scene i remember i felt gaslit back in the day because those people i was always in a hardcore and yeah. you know i was around a lot of those emo people and and all those emo people would always talk about how awful the guys in hardcore bands were you know the guys in mad ball were just the worst people in the world i thought they were the villains and yeah. then you know as i got a little bit older and started going to the shows and meeting all these people i was like wait a minute like the dudes in like Madball and Scarhead and stuff who are supposedly these like awful human beings because they're in gangs and shit. They're the nicest fucking people you'll ever meet. The guys in these emo bands are total fucking assholes to me for absolutely no reason because I'm wearing the wrong fucking shirt. Dude, it's so funny. Yeah. It, it, You're it's the so fucking bully, motherfucker. Dude, it's so crazy to say this because you get older and you realize like normies are too busy being normies. They don't like, they're not and the thugs. Don't give a fucking shit. Dude, what shirt you're wearing either, bro. This is the thing. Like normies, like real gangsters are too busy being gangsters and normies yes. are too busy being normies. The only, like, they're not the, they're not the villains. The dude, the, you know, who's the biggest fucking dickheads? Like the guys who are like, yeah, like I'm a skater. I'm not a normie. I'm a fucking yes. skater. Like, yeah. Wear the wrong fucking shirt around the cool skater guy yeah. in high school. Yeah, Your you pants are the wrong length, dude. Wear the wrong band tee around the fucking, yeah. like all the all the guys who are like all the people who are like pushing back against the normies. Like usually they're the biggest fucking gatekeeping dickhead, judgmental yeah. assholes. Normies don't really like the amount of people 
that I saw football players and cheerleaders bully is like minuscule compared to the amount of people that I saw like the dickhead like skater like punk dudes bully. And like, like imagine you going to like one of these Twinkle Daddy basement shows or something. Like how do people look at you at those shows if you go, you know? Like they would become, think you're some like asshole bully hardcore guy. Yeah, I mean that's valid. I definitely have been to like I definitely have been there and and they're not wrong. I'm here to fucking smash it. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Like, you ever been crowd killed, pussy? Like, no. Right. Um, like, man, dude, modern baseball comes on and I'm just, right. Dude. Right. Punch uh, some 15 year old girl in the face. Yeah. Um, no, you know, it's, I, I don't think you're wrong. I think, I think, I think too much. I, it, it goes back to what we were talking about before. Too much of any direction and things get weird. Like, too much fucking traditional tattoo beat down hardcore. Yeah. You fall yeah. to, you don't check yourself. You kind of end up being a fucking dickhead. Who's like, yes, whatever too much, too much. Like, well, I'm the, I'm, I'm a smart, sad, introspective person. And you guys wouldn't get yeah. it. Like too much of that. And you're kind of a slimy little judgmental pussy. Like too much of you <laughs> right. know, like too much in any direction is right. like, is like, um, don't put all your points into one category. Exactly. Exactly, man. Because that does affect who you are and how you, how you, uh, how you interact with people. I, I think that I, I say the same thing about drugs. Like I've been around, I've been around addicts my entire life yeah. and, and I try to keep it real. Like when I talk to my little sister, who's a teenager, when I talk to kids on the team who are teenagers, I try to keep it real, man. Like to pretend that you're not going to smoke, like, especially in Northern California, like, to pretend that you're not going to smoke a little bit of weed or like drink a little right. bit. Like we're not going to like, let's not pretend. Right. But like, but I try to be brutally honest where I'm like, dude, this is what I've been through. This is what I've seen. This is where it ends up. Like if you yeah. drink, if you drink too much, you are going to end up being a sloppy fucking slob. I promise yep. you. If you do it, like if you drink a little bit with your friends, like yeah, you have a great time. But not you, a big deal. Probably not a big deal. If you drink too much, you're going to be a fucking slob. It, like you're going to be a stinky, smelly, fucking sloppy slob. If you smoke weed. Not that big of a deal. Everybody smokes a little weed. Like I would rather you wait till you're like a real adult with things to actually stress about, you know, come home after, <laughs> right. come home after a hard day's work and like have a beer or smoke a little joint and go to sleep. But like smoke a little weed with your friends, no big deal. You smoke weed every day. You're going to be a fucking burnout loser. Like I'm not guessing. I promise you like, yes, every, we've all, all seen this play out a million times. We know where it goes. A hundred percent. Like, they all take you a different direction. Like you do a bunch of Coke. I promise you, even if you're a good person, you do a bunch of Coke, you'll turn into a sketchy, Weasley little fucking whatever you do. You start, to me. Dude, it happens, man. You dude, everybody I've ever known that's done fucking opiates. Like everyone I know that's done, done Coke and uppers and shit has turned into a sketchy little fucking Weasley. Yep. Slimy character. Everyone I know that's done too many opiates has done into like a fuck has turned into like a little a little fucking wormy pussy. Like, like, like you, whatever you yeah. do, will pull you in a direction. You know what I mean? Whether it's drugs, music, hobbies, whatever, whatever you do will pull you in a direction. And if it goes unchecked, you'll, you'll, you'll get so far from the center that you'll, like you said, you all your points are in one thing and you're like, you, you'll become this person that like good luck navigating so, so, so a lot like good luck navigating any situation that's not your specific situation successfully yeah. 
If you're just, great at being a heroin addict, you suck yeah, at everything else. For sure. If you're great at being a whiny little pussy who like takes solace in your own misery and your choice of music, you're gonna be you're gonna make every you're gonna be really good at making everybody else feel not as cool as you for the two hours <laughs> at some basement show. You're gonna make everybody feel way less cool and sad than you are. But like you're not gonna get the chick. You're not going to get the promotion. You're not going to get the family. You're not going to have good. You're not going to have a great relationship with your family. You just, you're, you're not. You got to always to, I, to just to summarize this long-winded thing. Sorry for people who have to listen to this, but to summarize it, you you got to have the awareness. Like you got to have the awareness of like, am I wallowing in my own misery? Like, am I fucking sniffing my own farts too much? Am I? Do right. I think I'm? Do I think I'm fucking something that? that I, that I'm, that I'm not, or am I actually becoming something that I actually maybe don't want to be? And I think it goes back to what we started with just having the awareness of checking yourself constantly, just checking yourself. Well, last question I have a very important one. I have a lot of strong opinions about shorts in MMA. So yeah. let's Later. rank them worst to best. Okay. Well, um, worst right away to start to kick off worst, the yeah. gladiator, the board short with the slip. Yes. Yes, like the Melvin Manouf ones. Yeah, well, that's a straight skirt, and actually, oh, I like. Okay, I, I actually like here. Like here's skirt. Here's the board short cut to almost be a skirt, even lower. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I, I can, I can respect that. Okay, yeah. what about the? And maybe you consider this the same thing. I don't know, but the the board shorts that are like sort of halfway between the knee and the calf. Oh, but no wait, split. Wait, knee in the cat. Wait, like the old school Donald Cerrone ones. Oh, like the long board short, like the sprawl, yeah. the old sprawls. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Okay, so we're gonna do a straight tier list. I've been waiting my whole life yes. for this. I'm, uh, dude, Finn <laughs> McKenna, Feely tier list. I, MMA I love shorts it. tier list. Shorts tier list. Uh, we don't have a graph so, or a power. Put okay, it in your head. but F F tier is the skirt, the, the gladiator and the split board shorts. Okay, I'm gonna go see. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Let me just real quick. I, I don't love. I, I understand getting rid of the E tier, but I think you need a D tier. So okay, I'm, well, I'll, I'll accept it. If I can orchestrate this, I'm gonna go A S A B D, S A B C D F. We don't need an E, okay. but I, so sure. F, F tier, gladiator short, board short with the split up the side. F tier, F tier, F tier. Uh -huh. okay. Elvin man up skirt kilt thing, kickboxer thing, D. D tier. Okay. The now the board short thing, the the old school sprawl board shorts. If yeah. you're asking me, I would literally rather fight in jeans than fight in those fucking things. <laughs> but but I'm just I'd talking about fight. aesthetics though, not rather, like if you're talking about me personally, I'd rather fight in a pair of fucking Dickies cutoff shorts <laughs> than the all board shorts. From my the old coach actually had those sprawl board shorts. Yeah, like I forgot all about that brand. The brown riding down the side. That's the yeah. The four Rich okay. Franklin. Rich Franklin. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Those should be in the D tier, but they're going B tier because all these TikTok kids are going to start wearing them again soon. Like they will for sure in eight years there'll be an there'll be an a, an, a guy wearing them ironically in his UFC. Right. Okay. So the two thousands Spike TV sprawl shorts are B, yes. B tier. Just okay. just of off of what they did for this. Yeah. Respect. Yeah. Respect. Yeah. Okay. Now there's a few different lengths of the, I don't know what you would call them, but you know, the like 
there's like the booty shorts, like the GSP <laughs> booty shorts. The GSP you know, booty shorts. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're like this, this, they're, they're spandex, but they're cut inseam yes. high. Yes. Like boxer briefs just below your ass. Yes. Those I'm going to go C tier. Those are a C tier short to me, dude. There's just no okay. reason. There's just no, like a mid, like mid thigh compression shorts make perfect sense. Uh-huh. The, the bottom of your ass cheek almost <laughs> like, like the women. I know a dude, I know a dude who fought um, regionally and he would actually buy women's shorts because he liked the way they were shorter. And his I respect ass, it. I don't. I do not. <laughs> because his ass almost came out of the shorts almost every fight. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go, uh, well, what do we say for those? C tier. That's what you said. Yeah. Now are, are those, now let's talk about the, like the shoot a box or like red nose, you know, yep. that sort of bad boy Valley Tudo shorts. Big time. A tier. Is that the same thing? Or do you think that's different? Different. Those are A tier. Okay. Those, those are a little, <laughs> yes. those are a little longer. And you go ahead and tell Vanderlei Silva that those are go ahead and go, go tell Vanderlei Silva, like mid pride juice to the gills, like looks like a fucking right. E-Man action figure mutant. Yeah. yeah, go tell him those shorts are gay. See, see how that works, dude. <laughs> see how that works out. I'm going eight tier. Yeah, the okay, shoot- I'm with you. I'm with shoot- I would, I would, I would go S tier to me. Like the Valetudo shorts, that's the peak of MMA to me. Like the bad boy Valetudo shorts, Mark Kerr Valetudo shorts. S tier, S tier is fair. I'll go S tier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, next thing is the mid thigh compression shorts, which I, I think that's what you usually wear. Silva's right. What's that? Like the Anderson Silva long. Well, so there's the, the, I think there's two different lengths and you can tell that I've thought a lot about this. A friend of mine and I have a lot of text discussions about this. There's like the ones that go down to the knee almost, which I would say is the Anderson Silva, like biker shorts. So Anderson was like, Anderson's were long. The, okay. This is my distinction. And like, we'll say compressions, the, 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 to the top of the knee, Anderson yeah. Silva shorts. I, I think personally, because of Anderson Silva, those got to go A or B tier, maybe B okay. tier. You're so, an, you're an Anderson fan. I love Anderson. Anderson yeah, on the same. So I think those are B tier short. The the above the long above the short spandex B tier. Yeah. The below the knee like Eddie Bravo <laughs> fat territory. The Capri. Shinya Aoki. Shinya Aoki. Long, no, okay, so, okay, so this is the difference. Oh, no, well, his were a little bit longer, right? The <laughs> rainbow. Shinya Aoki is to the ankle, completely yeah. valid, completely valid. That's a B tier, that's a B tier, maybe okay. I'm talking about the capris. I'm talking about the, the mid-skin. There's no reason for that. <laughs> I agree with There's you. no fucking reason for you to wear spats where, the, where your ankle to shin is exposed. There's no fucking reason. Okay, I'm with you. So where would, what tier would you put those on? The Andersons? No, the the uh, Capris. Dude, I never seen anyone do it good. F F tier, F tier for the okay. Capri. Uh, I'm with and you. Way, you commit all the way to the spats, like full tenth planet. Any yeah. problem, Aoki? You might rip a guy's fucking leg off. We'll go B tier if right. you go to that. Right. But if you when that guy comes in, you're like better better have my heel hook defense on yeah. point. But if that guy does some shit where, and I've seen it where they cut him to the mid shin, just leave, get out. Get the fuck. <laughs> okay. Now, um, how about the mid thigh compression? S tier, in my personal okay. opinion, S tier. Like a regular comp- like the like I wear. That's what I wear. That's what Cody Nola wears. That's what uh, 
the, the modern MMA short yeah. in my opinion is is like that's that's the short that like that's the short of modern MMA. That's S tier short for me. That's the that's the that's the millennial version of the of the Valley Tito short. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. Okay, yeah. uh, but me being old, you know, I still have a soft spot um, for the uh, the Valley Tudo shorts, but I'll I'll accept it. I'm on board with no, that. Is but you you might be right. I, I think S tier has to be reserved for for something special. Uh, let me let me can I can I make a suggestion? I'm gonna take them. The modern MMA short, the modern Spanx MMA short, I'm going to drop that to the A tier. And 10, okay. or 15, 10 or 15 years, it'll be S tier. But right now, sure. I want to I want to reserve S tier for two things. One, I want to reserve S tier for the, the old school value Tudo short. Like, you got to fucking put some time in to get S tier. Yep. I also want to do the Shoney Carter Mr. International Speedo. Dennis Hallman. Dennis Hallman. You fucking walk out. In a in a in a in a you spinning back fist Matt Sarah yeah. twice. Shout out to Matt Sarah. I love you, love you, Bubba. Sorry. You Arm spin- bar Matt Hughes in your speedo. Dude. Dude. Or remake you, it. I don't remember what it was. You, you, I'll, you I'll hit finished Hughes. Did he? Twice. He Whoa. beat Matt Hughes twice. Well, no way. I feel in like his fucking speedo. Hallman's no. one of those guys, like obviously not as good of a fighter as Matt Hughes, but he just had his number. He beat him twice. Yeah. How how crazy is it that like that we just officially all the people who are here to listen to emo we lost them ten minutes ago but whatever fuck them. Uh, uh, it's okay if you don't want to hear about Shoney International Mister International Carter you're in the wrong place we fucking talked about this if you're gonna be a crybaby and listen to fucking Midwest emo I'm with you but you got to be down to get in a fist fight too you have to balance all right get your sprawl shorts okay yeah. cool well uh, I will let you go I'm gonna go take care of this baby but yeah. uh, always great talking to you and I appreciate it yeah dude appreciate you man thank you. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ready for a head-bangingly good time? Dive into the world of heavy metal with the Brutally Delicious podcast. Here, we don't just talk music. We welcome you into our heavy metal family. Join us for candid chats with legends and rising stars. We go beyond the typical interviews, exploring raw emotions and the life-altering impact of heavy metal. So whether you're a diehard metalhead or just curious, join our family and let the headbanging begin with the Brutally Delicious podcast.